Hello and welcome to the Body Shepherd Podcast. This show gives the guidance you need for the fit life you want. Hosted by Dan Krask, Certified Personal Trainer and Owner of Body Shepherd. May 4th, 2018. I sat down and took a pretty big test. It was through the National Academy of Sports Medicine, or NASM, and it was to become a certified personal trainer. It came at the end of a lot of study, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of anxiety, because I never, ever would have considered myself to be a personal trainer, let alone a certified personal trainer up until that point. I'd always been the artist or the musician or someone more versed in the arts than anything having to do with athleticism. But nonetheless, my uh, years from the early 2000s that led up to that point um, culminated in me becoming a certified personal trainer out of the desire for me wanting to be able to help people get in shape as well, and specifically overweight people, because that's what I had been. In 2000, what, 2002, I uh, found myself about 325 pounds, pretty miserable, pretty depressed, um, and had an epiphany. And that, long story short, became embraced fitness, reprogrammed my brain how to eat, and a lot of uh, sacrifice and work went into embracing fitness and a fit lifestyle. And so I was well into my fit 40s before uh, this idea of becoming a certified personal trainer came into my mind thanks to uh, the lady who managed the gym of, that I used to belong to. And so here I am, three years later, Body Shepherd is now three years old, and I wanted to dedicate a podcast episode to kind of what I'm seeing three years into being a personal trainer of helping people. What have I learned so far? And then also, what's the state of the business? and maybe even some ideas on what might be happening next. So I'd like to share those here on the third year mark of Body Shepherd. All right, so the first thing I've learned is more of a confirmation or a validation that I wasn't alone when I went through my own journey out of obesity and into fitness, but it is really a shared experience after helping others. And that is that <clears throat> it's it's less about the movement and more about embracing um new ways of eating and being very, very diligent about your eating. And then also about how that overall between fitness and eating shapes your lifestyle. I, I hone in on eating instead of lifestyle. Cause you know, like every personal trainer at this point of what I'm saying is supposed to, supposed to go on a rant about your lifestyle. It's all about lifestyle. Well, yeah, duh, it is. But specifically for the obese, the overweight, the morbidly obese population. Lifestyle is just too big of a concept. It's too, it's too conceptual. We need practical information, practical stuff to work with here. And it's eating. It's food. It really is just that simple. It really is eating. But the thing is, is that I've worked with so many people who, like me, just don't know what they don't know. Um, I'll give you a, a couple examples. I worked with someone who, while we're training, um, you know, we're, there's a lot of chit chat that goes on when you're training someone back, uh, especially when you're, let's say, three sessions and beyond. Um, the first three sessions are a lot of form correction, a lot of reducing anxiety, helping folks understand that 
um, you know, it's okay to be working out. Here's how, how, how your body should be working. Here's what you should be feeling, correcting that, stuff like that. But beyond three sessions, there's, it kind of makes a shift and you go into more chit chat mode and counting reps and you kind of go back and forth between, um, correction, motivation, and just talking. And the talking is really important because a lot of times the folks that, that I'm helping, that's the stuff they need to work through and they don't have anyone to talk about this connective tissue parts of their life. They have people to talk to about the kids or about the job or about the spouse or about whatever, but they don't have someone to talk to about the stuff that connects all those things. Like, like, oh yeah, we always go through McDonald's drive through between school and soccer practice. Or when my husband and I get into a fight, we always, uh, we always reward our making up with food or the way I get my kid to stop throwing a fit or to get off his device, his screen is by giving him M&Ms or, you know, stuff like that. So in a couple of examples of what I'm talking about, where, where like me, I just didn't know what I didn't know when I was, wasn't when I was coming out of that is I've worked with people who, who don't know very much about food. Um, at one point I worked with someone who thought that bananas uh, were a protein, and she was. I was. I was talking to her while we're training and talking about the the value of protein. And she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah. My family and I, we are we are all about protein. We listen to your podcasts. I've, I've taken back what you've told me during our other sessions, and I just went out and bought a bunch of bananas because we need to get serious about protein." And I'm like, "Hold up, um, bananas are not protein. Bananas are carbohydrates. That's sugar, basically." Well, she was kind of floored. She did not realize that bananas were not protein. And this has been pretty common. Um, I talked with uh, another gentleman who didn't realize that fruit were sugar, that fruit counts as carbohydrates. He just thought it was just fruit, kind of like its own category. He had no idea that it was, that it was contrib- contributing to his overall carbohydrate intake. Um, I talked to another client uh, a long time ago who we had talked previously about snacking and how both of us love to snack and how snacking is just kind of like, you know, something that we have to get a hold of or find really good substitutes instead of the stuff we were going for, which was candy. And so, uh, she was checking in, we were doing a a check-in call. And during the call, she was like, yeah, um, I, I've replaced all my candy snacking with pretzels. And I'm still gaining weight. I haven't lost any weight. And I'm just like, all right, well, here we go. Those are carbohydrates. And you're just giving your body more energy. It doesn't know what to do with all that extra energy. So it's just storing away as fat. And so again, it was just another thing where I realized that, man, I'm glad I'm here. I'm so glad these people have hired me because yes, I'm their personal trainer. And yes, we're talking about the kind of exercise program that we're going to be doing and stuff like that. But the first thing here that I've learned three years into it is that I wasn't crazy. People really, the general per that like the average person that I work with, um, just because of American culture and what we're not taught in schools and what we're not taught generate general, uh, generationally to each other. Um, we just don't, we just, the average person just doesn't know a whole lot about, uh, food and nutrition and just really basic stuff. I, you know what? When when it was my turn to learn all this stuff, 
I needed a a three column spreadsheet, <laughs> and it was it like that's where I had to start. Where it was just like, here's a column of what a protein is. Here's a column of what a vegetable is, and here's a column of what a complex carbohydrate is. Pick one from each column, and that's a meal. Oh, and they said, uh, look at your look at your hand and the size of your palm or the size of your fist. That's a portion. Don't eat more than that. Well, that was pretty easy for me to, to get a hold of, and so I've I've used tactics like that and some other things to help folks out. But point number one is just that. Uh, there's a whole lot of education that has to go on in the conversations with check-ins with I have when I have with folks about food and, nut- and nutrition because that is pretty much the number one contributing factor is that um, you can you can train but food is going to be the number one contributor you got to get a hold of food and so I'm happy that I can bring bring that to the table with the people I help. All right, point number two may offend some people. Um, I'm not sorry. This has to be said. Point number two is that uh, training couples never works. Training couples never, ever works. Or at least three years into it, <laughs> in the uh, dozen couples that I've trained or whatever, it's never worked. Here's, here's how it always goes down. And I'm not, cur- I'm not currently training any couples, so I'm just going to speak extremely blunt here. Um, cause I, I won't be offending anyone that I'm currently training. Here's how it always works. Spouse a realizes that they're in trouble. It, they've just had a personal epiphany. They've had a doctor appointment. Something has happened in their mind where they've had that, Oh crap moment. And they, that's all they needed. They're all in. They, they want to hire a personal trainer. They realize they don't know what they don't know. They want to get to the gym. They want to, they are like converted. Instant convert. But, but, out of compassion, love, uh, codependency, um, an unhealthy need to be with the other person at all times, maybe a subtle subconscious realization that if it doesn't happen with spouse B, that the change really isn't going to happen completely. I don't know what it is. It, it, you know, your, your results will vary. But the thing is, is that they can't do it or they don't want to do it unless their spouse joins them in this journey. It's not enough. And this is the, I guess the big personality flaw here is that the couples that I've trained, there's always that leader spouse that comes to me and says, I'm all in, but I'm not doing it unless my spouse does it. And, um, so I talk with spouse B, um, you know, I could talk with both of them and in every single situation that I've trained and if you're one of them that I'm listening, that's listening to this, you know, this is true. Um, one, that other person is just never going to commit, just never going to, they're, they're going to talk about, they want to commit and they may have a cognitive wanting to commit. They may say the right words. They may say, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to walk and I'm going to work out and I'm going to do this and do that. I'm going to eat right and blah, blah, blah. But show me the progress. Show me the work. It just doesn't happen. The spouse, if, when I'm training couples, when I've, when I've had a couple approach me during these first three years, it has been spouse A is all in and spouse B is, is all talk and no action. 
every single time, I don't know what, I don't know what this is. It's this weird dynamic that happens, but, um, in, uh, in one case it ended really ugly. I had, I had one person where I was offering free training to, uh, cause I was just getting started and I wanted some testimonials. I didn't even invite spouse B into the, into the thing. Just, I was, uh, friends with their, their spouse and that person invited their spouse into it. I'm trying to be, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to not do genders here and give it away. But, um, at the end of it, they were like, we're not losing weight and we don't want to track our food and we're tired of training the way you have us training and we're still not losing weight. And I'm just like, look, you either do it my way because it works or that's it. Like, I don't know what to tell you. And so anyway, they, uh, they were, they were getting more and more ticked off. So finally I, I had offered them 12 training sessions. And so I wrote them and I gave them, I said, I were on week 11, I think. And I gave them, no, we were, we were at week 10 and I wrote five more weeks worth of training. So they got 16 weeks worth of training and I send it to them through email with a PDF of training plan. I said, here is 16 weeks worth of training and here's some general nutrition guidelines and you, you've gotten all of this for free. I've told you point blank why you're not losing weight and how you need to change to get in shape. And you don't want to do anything that I'm telling you. So this is me letting you go and saying, have a nice life. Because I'm clearly not the right trainer for you. And they were, they were so pissed. They threatened to write like nasty Google reviews and nasty Facebook reviews. Of course, they didn't do that. They're all bark and no bite because that's just the character of their, of their personality. But it was just, um, it was an eye-opening experience that um, when I was training this couple, it, it, it had to be the package deal. Just the one person couldn't do it alone. I've trained other couples where the, the, the one spouse, in this case, I'll, I'll mention it was wife. She came to me and her husband had been given a very dire medical examination. And, you know, doctor pretty much said, hey, look, if you don't, get serious about your health, things are going to go bad real fast. And so they came to me, wife drove it. When I met and trained the husband for the first time, oh boy, uh, this guy did not want to be there whatsoever. He was there because he wanted to make his wife happy. And unfortunately, in uh, training, can't do that. You've got to be in it. You have to be convinced to do it yourself. Otherwise, it's just, it's a half-life. There's nothing that's going to that's just not going to last. I've had other other situations where things started pretty well, but pretty soon, like the proof is in the pudding. Like you either want it or you don't. It's it's really that straightforward. And I've yet to train a couple where both husband and wife wanted to be in it and do it co-equally and had the results to show it. Um, so that's that. I, I actually try to not, I, I've had a couple couples approach me, uh, here in, uh, in late 2020. And I, and I, I, I tried my best to discourage them from training together. And, um, some of my final in-person training accounts, I, uh, training appointments, I, I, re- I refused to train them together. I always had them trained separately, but that's my, that's, that's realization number two thing that I've learned being in business three years is that training couples just never works. You have, you can come to me as individuals, um, but this codependency thing, um, I'm not a psychologist. And uh, hopefully these experiences that I've had with folks have been maybe a mirror to help them see that there's a relationship dynamic there that's pretty toxic. Um, 
And maybe not. Maybe that. Maybe I'm just another villain in a long. I'm sure what's a long, long line of people that quote they're the problem. But anyway, that's the second thing I learned. And the third thing I've learned is pretty cliche. I mean, this has been said by a lot of trainers, but it is nonetheless true. I guess it's an adage because it is true, and that is that um, everyone, every single person, is capable of so much more than they realize that they're capable of. However, the caveat I'll add to that is that they're capable of so much more than they realize when they have a guide or a coach pushing them to do more than what they realized. Um, I've trained people who have told me over and over, Dan, I never, ever thought that I would be doing something like this. I had no idea my body could even do something Dan, do you know that I just lifted X pounds? Are you kidding me? Dan, I fit into size X pants now. What? And I'm just like, yeah, yeah, that's that's what you're capable of. That's what I saw when I when we met the first time. Is I, that like that's the person buried in there? That's that's why I wanted to work with you. I want to get that person out of there. So it's pretty cliche, but it's true. The average person is capable of a lot more um, when they have a coach pushing them. And I'll, I'll, I'll end this thought with this, when that person lets the coach push them, that's key. All right, so those are the three things I've learned three years into being a certified personal trainer. I want to now pivot to the state of the business. What is going on with Body Shepherd? Because if you've been following me on social media uh, you have seen a uh, an abrupt, or I guess a, I don't know. Just I'm not active. I'm not active at all. It's May 2021 as I'm recording this, and there for a while I was uh, releasing a lot of exercise videos, but that was just going through a backlog of instructional videos that I'd recorded on and off uh, over the previous year, and I finally found in uh, a video editor that I could use in my phone and make quality videos. So that's one good announcement I can I can give you is that Body Shepherd now has a how-to video library on our YouTube channel, and you can go find that. And I'm adding more and more content to that as, as it goes along, but that's that. So the state of the business. Okay, so um, when I started Body Shepherd, I specifically wanted to work with the obese and overweight population because that's what I know. I know, I know what it's like to be obese and overweight. Um, I know the challenges that go into that. And my, my, um, my edge compared to other trainers is that I've never been an athlete. I'm not going to come toward, I'm not going to come at personal training from an athlete's perspective. I'm not going to have assumptions on my clients that they know how to do certain things from past uh, sports experiences I'm assuming that you want to get fit for life, not because you have some kind of competition or competitive spirit within you. You just want to be fit for your everyday life. And that's a big deal. Um, most trainers, most of my peers are athletes and former athletes, and they have a degree of assumption of competitiveness that goes into um, their training style. And just by default, they, they believe they're training athletes. Um, or even former athletes, and that's just not the case. My people, my tribe, are usually not uh, current or former athletes. They just want to get in shape. 
so that's what I set out to do. And um, things, things have been very good, very blessed. Uh, I've had so many good clients uh, that have been with me uh, for a long period of time. We've uh, collectively, uh, through my guidance and their hard work, have lost hundreds of pounds. I stopped tracking it. I should have kept going, but I just, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't want it to be a vanity metric, but hundreds of pounds lost, um, hours and hours of quality of life gained, just really amazing stuff. Just really amazing stuff. So, uh, where are we at today? Well, um, it's not good. It's not good. Body Shepherd is is hanging on by a thread right now. I have uh, very very few clients. Um, COVID, COVID in the lockdowns and just twenty twenty and now into twenty twenty one. This whole this whole pandemic went in a direction that I never, I I still can't believe it. I still am just stunned by how this has gone in relation to my business as a personal trainer. Because early on, one of the first things that doctors and medical professionals, people who work in ERs and and stuff like that, um, intensive care units, one of the first things that people started seeing, um, I don't know if you guys remember the, the videos that were coming out of Italy from the ER, but like, I've talked about this in past podcast episodes about how like every person they showed was obese. And that, that was one of the first things that we learned about this virus is that it, it feasts on people with preexisting conditions and being overweight is a preexisting condition. Obesity is second only to age in comorbid morbidity. Last I checked. So knowing that, um, I thought that I better batten down the hatches because Body Shepherd is going to just explode with growth from people hearing this information um, and wanting to get their health back. And they couldn't go to the gym anymore, so they would need an online personal trainer. And here I am. I'm offering online personal training. I'll, I'll create the plan for you, customize it for you. We'll do weekly check-ins. We'll hop on a Zoom if we have to, and I can walk through the exercises. Um, I had pre-packaged plans. If you didn't want the personal trainer, but you just wanted the plan, hey, I'll get you. Uh, very inexpensive. Um, I mean, gosh, I had two or three people uh, buy my, my body weight plan for that and lost a ton of weight. But as the pandemic dragged on, um, it took a turn that I never, ever would have thought. And that is that the depression and the anxiety and the psychological uh, hits that took place on everyone's collective psyche and on individuals set in. And this general malaise, this general kind of like like I, I mentioned in the episode in the nutrition guide called the fuggets, this, uh, this apathy set in. And I started losing clients, like just dropping like flies, just like, ah, Dan, I'm just, I had one guy tell me he just want, he'd just rather be fat. He's like, I just, I don't know what it is about me. I just, I would just rather just be fat than, than deal with my disappointment that I'm not where I am at, at all. And I'm just like, really? It's like, yeah, 
So that's that. And, um, and, 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 uh, so things have not gone the way that I thought they would. I really thought that without a gym and without, uh, with, you know, without health in that person's life, that people would be flocking to professionals like myself for, for personal training. And that just hasn't happened. It's gone the other way. I've talked with other trainers who are, who are experiencing the same thing where their clients have just kind of given up where it's like over time, um, over this uh, pandemic, it's just gone in a direction of where people have just like giving up. They're, they're just, they're done. They don't have the mental energy, the physical energy or the interest to keep things going. So Body Shepherd is not in a good place. Body Shepherd is not in the place where I would like it to be three years in. A couple of mistakes that I've made though is number one has to be pricing. Um, and uh, there's, a, there's a dynamic working here where because Body Shepherd is not my primary source of income, I have enjoyed the flexibility of being able to change my pricing model um, as I believe that it needed to be changed. And I've probably ended up changing it too much, causing confusion um, and causing a loss of value of like, well, what's the value of working with an online personal trainer? And um, that's, that's probably my biggest mistake is, is, uh, is that. My second biggest mistake is marketing. I just haven't done enough marketing. Um, I have not communicated the Body Shepherd value clearly and repetitively, and I haven't spent enough money on marketing. Um, people just don't know about Body Shepherd, and those that do know are not my people. <laughs> um, there's a lot of you who listen to this, but uh, I don't see enough clients coming from the podcast, so my podcast episode must not be my people. I mean, I assume you're getting good information here. I see the listening numbers and downloads and stuff like that. And so I assume, you know, you're getting good information, but I'm probably giving away too much information that you're just like, no, I'm good. I'm good with what you give and I, I, I can use that. So I've kind of probably painted myself into a corner with pricing, with not enough marketing and with giving too much away. So this is not not a me blaming uh, the human condition and a pandemic because that's only part of the equation. The other part of the equation is that I've not really ran Body Shepherd the way that it needs to be ran in order for it to be where I would like it to be three years in. So where does it go from here? What do I, what am I, what am I going to be doing? Well, I have some ideas. Um, I'm not going to announce any concrete ideas. I'll share just a couple of, of ideas that, that are brewing around in my head. But the number one overall idea is that I'm just going to stay the course and keep doing what I'm doing in terms of the substance. What I need to do is get pricing nailed down. And I think the current pricing model is is more than fair. It's valuable and it's fair to me, and it's fair to and affordable to you. Um, and uh, you can go to BodyShepherd.com and, and check that out. But um, it's been, uh, the current pricing model is the pricing model I've had up for the longest time. And um, 
it's it's pretty good. It's a pretty good deal. So I think I'm I'm gonna do myself and the general public a favor and just keep that pricing model up even longer than I'm comfortable with, just for the sake of consistency. Number two is marketing. But how do I do that? What do I what do I do to get my name out there um, to the right people? And I think I need to do some stuff that I'm uncomfortable with, specifically getting in front of a camera. I just don't see my face in front of the camera enough when I look through social media. And I'm not saying that I need to um, get in front of a camera for the, like the laws of attraction or anything like that. I don't consider myself an attractive person at all. But it's more of a, I want you to look me in the eye. I want you to see when I'm talking, I want, I want to, um, I want to talk to you face to face and, um, perhaps having a face in front of the business and seeing your trainer, that'll help. The how to videos have been helpful to get me more cam- camera comfortable. Um, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm kind of cheating there cause I'm not really looking at the camera when I'm doing that, which is, which is not good. And number three are all the experimental ideas. So I've got an I've got an idea for a book that I want to write. I'm also thinking about making the general nutrition guide into a book, and then I've got a third idea for a book of just my story of taking that that one episode that's about an hour long, the interview I did with Chris Farrell. Um, by the way, that is the most listened to episode of the Body Shepherd podcast. An hour long episode is is the most listened to episode, and it, it doesn't include Chris's numbers. Okay, that's just body body shepherd uh, listening numbers. It's crazy. It's it's like triple the the amount of listens compared to the next runner up. So anyone who tells you that podcasts need to be short is out of their mind. Um, and I can also tell you that that is true from the other podcasts that I that I run from other business. Um, but uh, the other thing that I'm thinking about doing is group training. Um, I'm thinking about getting small groups of people together um, to build some camaraderie and to build relationships um, and doing some online group training. Maybe it's a Facebook group or something like that. Uh, Maybe it's a group text, some kind of group training where I can put a plan together and everyone can help encourage each other um, through group training. But that, so group training and then the books and then consistency with, uh, with pricing and then marketing those are the those are the way forward. That's that's what I got to do to to move ahead with with Body Shepherd. If you're a vendor listening to this and you're thinking, oh, this guy's he's ripe to for me to you know sell him on my sales techniques and all this stuff. Um, nope, I'm not. I'm not equipped to do that. I don't want to do that. Um, I have not exhausted what I know helps build a business because in my other business we're in our fifteenth year of business, and so I I know what I should be doing. I'm just not doing it because Body Shepherd's not my primary source of income. So there's a degree of laziness, and I'm, I just need to do some course correction, especially if I'm going to be around for another three years. And um, I hope that's the case. But you know, a lot of businesses, most businesses, don't last five years. So I'm still in that vulnerable window, and I know I am. And so it's time to get serious if the next two years um, are going to be fruitful for Body Shepherd. In closing, I just want to say thank you. For all of those of you who listen to this podcast, thank you. Uh, some of you are former clients. Some of you are current clients. 
And I appreciate your business. I appreciate the hard work that you've put into um, working with me and working on your plan. Um, some, some folks I've worked with and we just parted ways because they don't need me anymore. I'm not a trainer who wants to work with the same people forever. I want to train you, train you how to train so that you can go off and, and train by yourself or, you know, just go do your own thing. You don't need me anymore. That's, that's a, that's a goal of mine is to train people how to train so they're not dependent on me. So thank you for doing that. Um, it makes me, makes me feel successful in this endeavor. So anyway, um, if any of this is stirring thoughts, feel free to reach out, but otherwise please look for some of these changes I've talked about, uh, being implemented on body shepherd, social media and on the body website. And, uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Take care.